0: Welcome back to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff. This is Christine Carlson. Hey, before we begin to tackle the topic that is all about online dating, now I know I promised you that last podcast and I didn't deliver because I riffed and I went a totally different direction. And I like to keep these short and sweet, but I promise you today I'm going to stay on topic. We are going to talk about Online dating and how to navigate those stormy waters. So, let's begin first, as we always do, by taking our golden pause. Gets us very centered, allows you to listen with an open heart. It also really helps me and my podcast get into that place of really riffing with you. I really don't prepare for these podcasts, I just sit and allow myself to be that instrument of the divine. So, I just allow divine light and love to come through me and see what comes through. So let's begin by taking our golden pause. Go ahead and breathe with me. Sit comfortably with your palms open on your lap, either cross-legged Indian style on the floor, leaning back against something or sitting in a chair with your legs uncrossed. And just Shoulders back, neck long. Begin to breathe in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the fullness of that breath. As you exhale, just let out a sigh. Let any tension go. Allow yourself to relax. This is your time. Go ahead and take another deep breath in. Filling your heart, your core, your mind, everything with golden sunlight to every cell of your being. Exhale and relax. And on your next golden breath in, place your hand on your heart. Activating your heart, opening your heart. Allowing yourself to fill your entire core, your whole being with golden sunlight. And just spend a moment thinking of one thing that you feel eternally grateful for. One thing, one small thing. Focus on that one feeling, that one small thing that makes you feel all this gratitude fills your whole body with golden gratitude as you breathe in. And exhale and let go. Let's take one more deep breath in. And just exhale and let go and open your eyes. All right, so let's tackle this topic of online dating and what it means to be single. And there's a few things I have to say about this. Actually, there's a lot I have to say about this. I've been thinking about writing a blog about this because it is such a powerful thing that's happening today. It is... um, such a different world when we talk about meeting people. Now, first, before I rip this whole online dating thing apart, let me just say that the benefit of online dating is that we are exposed to a lot more people um, through the online world than we could have ever met in person, right? So this is true all across the board, whether you're dating or single or you're married, you have all sorts of exposure um, by being on social media. So, if you realize that that you know we are opening ourselves up, it's a whole different world now. Um, we're so much more connected through social media. But, but here's how online dating works. You know, basically, you're you know you download any of these apps, and the only ones I've ever tried are um, Hinge, which is connected through Facebook. I've tried Bumble, and I have tried Match.com. Now, my online dating experience, this is how it goes. I get online. In fact, my first dating profile was really funny. My daughter, Kenna, actually um, was single at the time. We were living together at home in my house, and she actually was on Bumble. And she said, Mom, you got to try this app. And I never really I, – I was on Match, and I was getting – really grossed out by all the winks I would get. It just, it just, the idea of people being able to, men being able to look at your profile and stare at you for just so much time and just, ugh, it just, it didn't sit well with me. It didn't, didn't make me feel good. And, and then I got, um, a notice from somebody that was in my Facebook. Oh, Hey, I see you're on match. And it just, it kind of feels almost cheapened or cheapens. It's a cheap feeling or something. I don't know. I just had all these weird feelings going on. I hadn't processed it. I really, when I went on Match, I didn't realize I was had to fill a Match profile to check it out. I was curious, you know? Curiosity is always the driving factor, isn't it? I think it would be really hard to be single today and not be curious about the online world. Now, so back to this story where we're both single, my daughter and I, and Kenneth says, Mom, I want to put your profile together. Will you let me make a profile for you? So I was like, okay, and we were just having fun one night. So she did, and she really did a really cool profile for me. She did a great job on it. And then it was hilarious because we'd be sitting on the couch watching a movie together or something, and we'd both get a match within thirty seconds of each other. Your phone would buzz and it was a certain kind of buzz, so we both knew it was Bumble. It was hilarious. Um, and just on a side note, um, I remember the first time you know I was at Target. I was in my mid forties, and and Kenna was in college, and she was going on a trip, or I guess it might have been even out of high school, and she was going on a trip, and. I went um, to Target and I, <laughs> I put down two boxes of condoms on the, um, at, the sup- at the at the Target checkout, and I remember looking at the Target lady and I said, "Gee, this I never thought this would happen. You know, I'd be buying condoms for both my daughter and I at the same time." <laughs> so, a little side note there. That's a little chuckle that you know you end up experiencing these different things with your kids as adult children as adult as the parents of adult children that you never dreamed possible when they were growing up of course I never dreamed that here I would be in my mid-40s single and navigating the dating world and and trying to figure out how to do that I never dreamed that that was going to be my life but but here I am still in my mid fifties and navigating the dating world. So that was my very first Bumble profile. Well, I lasted on there a little while, met a couple of men, started dating them, um, you know, and, and they were nice men, but not partnership necessarily men. But so I went off of Bumble. I, I, I just can't manage dating more than a couple of people at a time. I just can't. It's just too much it's a circuit overload for me for a number of reasons, and I'll just share what those reasons are because I'm sure you can relate. I mean, here I am, you know, I, I am a um, full-time, uh, I have a full-time career, a very full-time career, um, writing, writing blogs, doing these podcasts. Um, you know, just brand development stuff that I'm always doing, developing other brands off of our current brands. Well, it is a full-time job. And what always ends up taking me off of these sites is it is completely overwhelming sometimes. I mean, the amount that it takes, the amount of time, the full-time job it becomes just dating. You know, I was talking to a woman yesterday um, and she, we just bumped into each other and she's single and she's also in her mid fifties. And she was saying, yeah, I mean, geez, this is just an overwhelming prospect being single. She's got a full-time job as an executive coach and here she's, you know, here she said, this is a full-time job and, you know, men get upset with you when you don't get back to them. But here you are juggling like six different text streams, well, you know, sometimes it's really embarrassing. Sometimes I get them mixed up. I mean, it, <laughs> I've had some pretty embarrassing moments on these apps where I've texted the wrong name to the wrong guy because I, you know, I I just it's too much. It's just too much to keep up with. So I end up going off the apps and deleting my profile because I just can't manage it all. It's too much. But here's what I want to get to. I want to. I want to get to. Um, how do I determine? You know, in this world of online dating, when it becomes a catalog, like seriously, you are part of a catalog of women if you're a woman, and a catalog of men. You might as well be just in a magazine, searching through, liking pictures. You know, and. So, it's a very superficial world to begin with, unless you're on some of the sites that really dive deeper. Now, I haven't gone there yet, and I probably will at some point when I get super serious about really desiring a long term relationship. For now, I've been on these sites as a more curiosity, as more the cat is curious and wants to see how can I play, how can I see how this works. How can I talk about this with my listeners, with my readers? How can I be in this conversation about what it means to be single and dating online? So for this podcast today, I'm just going to tell you how I do it and what kind of um, criteria I look for in a potential connection online. So here I go. So I'm sitting with my app. I have a few minutes, and so I start to search through. And I'm going to just um, talk about Bumble for a moment because that's the app that I've been on. I'm not on it currently, but that's the app that I have been on. And so I'm going to talk about Bumble. Now, Bumble is supposed to have the reputation of being a little more serious than just the hookup app, Tinder. You know, if you're on Tinder, generally it's um, it's meant to be you know a hookup app. I know some other free um, online sites that some friends of mine have been on. OkCupid is one. Plenty of Fish is another one. And then, of course, there's eHarmony and Match.com. And then the ones that I've tried are the apps that are Hinge, which is connected to Facebook. But nobody knows that you're, you just get hinged up with anybody that is within your filter profile, They give you these filters, and I would use them if I were you because it does help um, pare down your experience if you put your filters in correctly for you. And your filters have to do with, you know, what are your age limits? You know, um, when I go on a dating site, I'm not looking for um, a hookup, I'm not looking for a young, young man. I'm again. In my last podcast, I said there was, you know, a great saying, no nurse, no purse. That's how I gauge my filters on age. So I'm looking at my filter being about a man in his mid-40s to his mid to maybe, you know, mid-60s. That's my filter range. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, and then what is your? what are your other filters? Do you have a qualification as far as their education level? I do, you know, I, I want to hang out with a man where I can have an intelligent an intelligent conversation with. Now that said, I've, I've dated men that are super intelligent that didn't go to college. super, super intelligent. So that isn't always the deciding factor. Somebody could be incredibly entrepreneurial, incredibly self-taught, very intelligent, extremely intelligent. And not necessarily have the education level, but for the most part, on these apps, if you want to deepen your filters, you can do them based on age, um, religion, what your sexual preferences, um, what your you know what your racial preferences. You can have all sorts of filters, and I would encourage you to look at those because and figure out what are your values, because that's going to. Um, help you in determining your needs for what are your filters in this online dating world. So be sure that you look to your settings, look to your filters and fill out those filters. That's the first step. Now, the second thing is um, doing your profile. What do you want people to know about you? Now, This is tricky. I know I've rewritten many of my profiles and I've helped my friends rewrite theirs too. Now, first of all, you kind of want um, men to know if you're a woman that you're not there for a hookup, but you're not necessarily there for a long term either. So you get to decide and get to share. Are you looking for a long-term relationship they call that LTR now I didn't know that I had to ask somebody what's LTR <laughs> long-term relationship is what LTR means. Are you looking for a long-term relationship or are you looking for possibility of a long-term relationship or are you just looking to date? you're just looking for a friendship companionship kind of relationship So you get to decide what kind of relationship are you looking for? Now you want to have a profile that's a little bit intriguing, right? You want to say something about yourself. You don't get a lot of words on these apps. You get, I don't know, maybe 21, 25 words. So you have to be short and sweet and and you have to decide what do I want people to know about me. And then as far as your pictures go, here's my advice on photos. Definitely don't use touched-up photos. Definitely don't use aged photos. Use photos that are current. Here's my role for my photos. I want photos on my dating profile that show my personality. So I want to show myself how I live, how I am, in a variety of different situations. And yes, you do want some kind of full length shot. You can't do all headshots. People want to know, what is your body like? Are you curvy? Are you thin? Are you this? Are you that? You know, remember, this is a superficial um, way to date. And so you have to play the game. I'm sorry, but it's true. It's superficial. It is. And this is what the world is calling for you in that first introductory moment. So my advice to you is, don't do touched up photos. Don't do your glam shots. Maybe one glam shot is great. Shows what you look like all dressed up and dolled up. And even you guys, you know, do a variety of shots of photos. Don't put don't put all the same photo on your profile because it doesn't show a woman who you are. It doesn't show what your personality is. It doesn't show what you look like. You know, let somebody get um, a little view of who you are through your photos. That's my advice on that. It, it shows a much richer profile. Now, here's how I go about it. Again, I'm going to say this is superficial. And, and, and so you have to understand when you're going to use these apps, these superficial apps that don't go into depth, you've got to keep it in perspective, don't you? Now I have known people that have met somebody on these apps and they have a very they've fallen in love i I know several stories like this so it is possible it hasn't been my experience but it is possible in fact here's my experience i've I've absolutely known known for sure I mean my thumb was just like going Arr! you know should I should I do left should I do right on this guy should I do left should I do right?" And I have gone right on him, and it has buzzed big. And I thought, oh, shit. Now I have to deal with this player. I mean, you look at their picture, and you know they're a player. You know that that guy is a player. And are you going to actually date him? Are you actually going to let it go that far? Well, one time I did. And I'll tell you what, it was probably one of my biggest regrets. I actually dated a player. I had that experience big regret, (laughs) but not insurmountable. It was an experience. And now I know that when I have that instinct, go left, go right, definitely go left. If you have that instinct, go left. Okay. So here's how I determine at first, when I look at first glance. Now, again, I'm going to apologize for how superficial this is, but you have to remember, this is a superficial way to connect with lots of people. So, you know, in Bumble, you swipe left if you want to um, delete them off of your line, off your B line it's called, and you swipe right if you would like the possibility of connecting. Now, in Bumble, the woman chooses to send a message first or not. You have about 24 hours, and you can extend that, to send a message to open the door for the man to connect with you. Now, if you don't do that in 24 hours, once you connect, they can go on this kind of hold position and then you can reconnect with them at a later time. But you kind of want to just send that first message out there to them to connect. But here's how I determine if I want to connect or not. Again, are you ready? <laughs> it's the name of this podcast, Would I Kiss Him? I look at his photo, and I look at his profile, look at all of his photos, and I ask the question, would I kiss that man? You know, if the answer is no, if I can immediately um, say no, I would not kiss that man, I swipe left, you know, because that is my first indication. I'm not going to be attracted to him. I'm not going to have the kind of chemistry that I need to have. Chemistry is very important to me. I need to have that chemistry. Now, that said, there can be an awful lot of chemistry that happens in person. So if you even see a glimpse of something that you might be attracted to in that person, a kindness in their eyes, you like their smile, you you like the way um, they are relating to something in their photograph, well, you might give that guy a chance because he might just be your guy. You just don't know. And sometimes you just can't know until you meet a person in person. In fact, I'd say 99.9% of the time, you won't know if you really have chemistry with somebody unless you meet them in person. That's why this takes so much time. It really does. I actually know women who set up their Bumble dates on days. They take a you know, three-hour window. They set up three different coffee shops so they're not having guys come and go. And they walk around to three different coffee shops that are local or they drive to three different places and set up their bumble dates on um, on the same day because they're just like it's like speed dating. You just have to get through all these connections to find the ones that you might actually want to explore further. So do coffee dates, do coffee dates where you can show up and just get a glass of water you know, there's no obligation and no strings and it takes 15 minutes and, you know, and, and maybe block out sometime one time a week to have your Bumble dates, um, and get them over with that way. It is a numbers game. It really is. It's a numbers game when you play it. Um, So that's the first question. Would I kiss him? And then I go to their profile and I read their profile. Now, if they don't have a profile, well, I delete them right away because I'm sorry if you're not willing to take the time it takes to write something about yourself. Let me know who you are beyond the superficial picture. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in a person that is that lazy quite frankly. That is just pure lazy. You might, you might as well just be a lazy dog as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and so I am going to swipe you left right away if you're not going to write a profile about yourself. <laughs> you can tell I get pretty fired up about this, right? I mean, it is a hot topic, isn't it? Oh my god. And then it's just so funny. Please stay tuned to my next podcast I do because I'm going to tell you some stories, some stories about my online dating experiences and what I've done that I shouldn't do. There's something I did that really wasn't in integrity and I feel really bad about it now, but I'll tell you why I didn't feel bad about it um, when I did it on my next podcast. All right, so enjoy your day wherever you are. Feel grateful for all the great blessings of your life. And remember, don't sweat the small stuff. Live what matters most to you. Live the big stuff. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this with your friends, your family, with anyone who you know could just use a little dose of inspiration in this online dating world, or wherever they are. This is kind of funny and fun. All right, take care. Much love. Bye. Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff. Christine's new book, From Heartbreak to Wholeness, The Hero's Journey to Joy, is available at all major booksellers. Visit from with your receipt of purchase to receive some fabulous free bonuses. That's from HeartbreakToWholeness.com.